What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Rome Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 108, up in this motherfucker. Halloween season is officially over. Hollow Wicked was just last night. I'm recording this on Sunday. Yum Yum Flower was revealed. The Freak Show experience was on Friday. A fucking gang of music was released this week. Album anniversaries out the ass on Saturday on Halloween. If you follow me on my social medias, I think there was 16, 15, some shit album anniversaries that I posted on Saturday. It's crazy. And yeah, hope everybody had a good, safe Halloween. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. All that good shit. Much love for tuning in once again. If you are a repeat listener, if you're brand new, what's up? If you're a last time listener, was good or goodbye rather. And trying to think, we got a donation this week from Mr. Green. Shout out to Mr. Green for the donation this week. Much love. It's been a minute since we got a donation, but that's all good. Much love to Mr. Green for sending in that green. You know what I mean? So we got a whole shitload of stuff to talk about. And let's get right into it with a little bit of a Saint Dog update. Saint Dog, rest in peace to the OG King. Suburban Noise posted an update on how much money they raised through the t-shirts and direct direct, uh, donations. They raised over $10,000 for this dude for final expenses and... You know, to set up his estate and all that. That is super dope. This dude totally deserves it. You know, rest in peace again to Saint Dog, the OG King of the Cottonmouth Kings. He will be missed. And he is missed. Still bumping a lot of that Saint Dog solo shit. Royal Highness hidden stash, you know. Sad fucking day, but we still celebrating. It's so dope that they raised $10,000 for this dude. I copped one of those t-shirts. The RIP, you know, the Memorial Saint Dog shirts. Super hyped I got that. SRH, Suburban Noise. Staying on top of their merch as well. I got the shit super quick. So that was dope. But yeah, really fucking awesome to hear. They raised all that money for Saint and his son, Rest in peace to the king. And we got a few birthdays this week for albums celebrating a landmark anniversary. You already know the two we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about those later. But right now, we're going to talk about Half-Breed's Rage of the Plague, which dropped October 31st, 2000, 20 years ago. Soul. Scraps of Half-Breed. Miss uh, Freeze was on here. YUG was on here. Dropped on Virus Independent. Half-Breed is just one of those groups that are worse slept on so bad. You know, late 90s, early 2000s. This was their last project that they put out. It's up on all digital service providers. If you've never heard it, this it's more it's like an EP. It's eight songs, 31 minutes. I just pulled it up. My favorite songs on here, the sewer, the gallery, but every fucking song on here is super dope. Candy's Candy Apples and Razor Blades is really dope. Angels Night Anthem, like solid work. Scraps and Soul, also known as the ROC, were just on fire with all three half-breed releases. They killed all three of those albums, EPs, whatever. Super dope. So happy birthday. Happy 20th to Half-Breed's Rage of the Plague. Go bump it if you've never heard it. Underground classic wicked shit. Without a doubt. And let's get into some new music. We got a lot of fucking new music. But let's dive in with my favorite new music release this week. Without a doubt. Hands down. I had a feeling it was going to be dope. This dude always drops ill music, ill bill. 
His new album, La Bella Medusa, is fucking fire. 12 songs, 40 minutes. Features out the ass on here. There's only, I think, two songs that don't have a feature on here. But even though almost every song has a feature on here, it's not like, ugh. All the features come correct on here, except Tony Yayo. He only did the hook for Bora Bora Aura. And it's a it's an okay hook. Like I don't hate it, but it's kind of what I expected from Tony Ayo, to be honest. But goddamn, every song on here, I just play this, bump it. I've probably bumped it seven, eight times already. Fucking dope. Um early standout tracks, Be Afraid with Conway and Pharaoh Monch. We got, I believe the song's called Medusa with right hook. Super dope. Dinner plate. That beat is fucking insane with Lord Go, Recognize Ali, and J. Royale. They all killed it. Chrissy Snow. Um, Watch the City Burn, the nonfiction song. Superb Clientele, the very last song on the album. Ill Bill is one of my favorite artists ever. If I put a, like a top 20 list together, this dude would definitely be in that top 20. Love Ill Bill. Ever since the nonfiction days. His new album, La Bella Medusa, does not disappoint. Production's on point. Uh, You know, I I said the Tony Gayo hook wasn't really that good. And the one other critique on here that I would make is the song with Tech 9 Tech 9 kills it. The beat's dope, but when Ill Bill comes in, starts rapping all fast. Like, I never heard Ill Bill rap fast like that. Kind of sounds out of place. But the more I listen to it, it's like, okay, dude's actually, you know, he's rapping his ass off, right? you know, super fast whatnot. It's just, it's way different. It's kind of left field with Ill Bill because you never heard him rap like that. So it took a few listens to kind of get used to it. Still not fully used to it, but, it, you know, the hook is dope. Tech 9 fucking kills it. So it's, it's not a bad track. It's just weird hearing Ill Bill rap that fast. But like I said, this album's fucking fire. If you've bumped Ill Bill before, I'm sure you're already on this. If you ain't, go get that shit. Shit is fucking dope. Crazy Ill merch drops too with this release. As he's been doing with his last couple albums. Gorilla Twins, the Cannibal Hulk shit. Ill merch drops to go with it. Ill Bill, fucking fire. And then we got the new Flea Lord. Flea Lord and Ito. This is Rock America 2. Part two, obviously, Flea Lord and Ito. Ito produced this whole project. Ten songs, 28 minutes, short listen. But goddamn, I bumped this two or three times. This and Ill Bill were the most bumped this weekend. And this is his 10th project this year. And this dude is, he's right up there as MVP of the year. Because this dude, he puts out a project every fucking month. But it's consistent. It's good. Like, I don't know how he does it. I can't imagine many people being able to do that shit. But this is a good project. Him and Ito. Ito's production on here is fucking fire. It's dope. If you've bumped Flea Lord based on my recommendations before, definitely peep this Rock America 2 project. Artwork is fire. Production's dope. Flea Lord... Super consistent for 2020. Don't know what else to say. It's just, it's really dope to see somebody put out an album a fucking month and it, like, be good. Haven't heard anything from him that I don't like yet. And then we got, this ain't even new music right here, but we've talked about it before. West Side Gun, you know, the Griselda Capo. The Capo of Griselda, I guess. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he just dropped Who Made the Sunshine. He dropped Pray for Paris this year. Fuck else did he drop? He dropped a couple other projects this year. But he said 2020 is the last year he's rapping. And he's going to wrap it up with Hitler Wears Hermes 8. So Hitler Wears Hermes 8 is going to be his last project. Supposedly ever. He's going to retire this year. There's only two months left of 2020 we just you know today's november 1st i'm recording so he said it's coming very soon 
So Hitler Wears Hermes 8 is going to be the last project. And while I'm thinking about it, Conway keeps posting clips of songs from God Don't Make Mistakes, his Shady Shady Records debut, which is probably going to be dropping before the end of the year. If he drops it before the end of this month, it's going to be fucking nuts. Dude just dropped, uh, he dropped No One Wants the Wicked, Lulu, uh, From King to a God. And the clips he's been posting from God Don't Make Mistakes are so fucking good. This dude going to fuck around, Conway the Machine, and have three albums in my top five. The way this guy don't, God Don't Make Mistakes project is sounding, this dude going to have three projects in my top five albums of the year. <laughs> dude is fucking nasty. But yeah, West Side Gun, Hitler Wears Hermes 8 is going to be the last project from him. And he said it's coming very soon. A little bit of news on Gorilla Voltage. <clears throat> Clockwork posted up on Instagram a picture of him and Mr. Gray. Everybody's speculating, oh shit, y'all back together. Gorilla Voltage gonna happen. Clockwork commented or responded to somebody asking about the beef. He, I'm pretty sure he said, no beef. We just broke up, but we good. We chilling. So it doesn't necessarily sound like a Gorilla Voltage reunion is going to happen. But the fact that they, you know, chilling, killing any beef speculation is dope. Clockwork, he's got his new group, Them Chains. They just dropped the video for Want None. One of my favorite songs this year. The video is really dope as well. And I didn't know Clockwork was the dude singing on that shit. I just assumed because there was two dudes, other dude was singing, Clockwork was rapping. But now that I like listen to it, and now that I know, that's fucking Clockwork singing. The other dude is just producing the songs. That is fucking dope. Clockwork is mad fucking talented. I'm hyped for that Them Chains project and all his singles he's been dropping. I want a Clockwork solo project. Mr. Gray just dropped Vicious Vendetta a couple months back. These dudes staying busy since they broke up, but dope to see them just chilling, hanging out. No beef. So that's dope. That's fresh. Keep it in M&E related. Gorilla Voltage, formerly of M&E. How about Ala Zululu, currently of M&E? Dropped a brand new Halloween track. Produced by Slasher Dave. The song is called When the Tombs When Tombs Creak Open. To find this song, you have to search Slasher Dave. So Slasher Dave, When the When Tombs Creak Open, featuring Ala Zulilu, Slasher Dave, the producer of the Mausoleum album. And this is the Halloween song from Ala Zulilu. This song is fucking fire. The production on here is super dope. Lee Carver, Billy Obey, Joey Black all come correct on this song. Where was this on Mausoleum, you know? But this song is fucking fire. Really love the beat, the production. I hope this is the direction that they go in. Go forward if they continue to work with Slasher Dave. This was the type of production I was hoping for on Mausoleum, and we didn't really get that. But a lot of people love that album. I'm definitely in the minority. But this song is fucking fire. Great Halloween single from Ala Zulilu and Slasher Dave. So go peep that. It's available everywhere. You got to search for Slasher Dave. It won't pop up if you search Ala Zulilu. So you got to search Slasher Dave. Fire track. And let's get into Budok's news. He did drop a new single. But this song I forgot to talk about last week. He's got... A show coming up, a digital concert, if you will, streaming live, November 13th, 2020, Friday the 13th, at that. It's going through Sound Talent Media Group, the same people that did the Freak Show experience. Uh, The ROC will be on there. Insane E will also have a set on there. So that'll be dope. This Corona shit, man, fucking everything up. Can't have concerts, so we're going to have digital concerts. So we're having Boondocks' Friday the 13th special. 
It says right here, all bundles include the Crimson Crow CD sampler. So it looks like the Crimson Crow ain't going to be dropping 2020 like they said. Maybe it'll be a December release. Not much music comes out in December, so I'll have to wait and see. But you will get a Crimson Crow sampler. That's, of course, his new album. So the Boondocks Friday the 13th special going down Friday the 13th this month. And then we got the brand new single from the Scarecrow himself. K7, Lethal, Boondocks, featuring Saving Abel. Okay? I didn't listen to the song. There was so much fucking music dropped. There's a lot of shit I'm going to be talking about on this show. I haven't got it. I just didn't get a chance to listen to so much music. And that Ill Bill was really good. The Flea Lord was really good. Um, I was bumping that a la Zuli Lou a bunch of times. So didn't get a chance to bump the boondocks, but it's out there now. K7 Lethal. Don't know what the fuck that means, but it's out now. All DSPs and keeping it with the Magic Ninja. House of Crazies. HOK dropped another single. You know, they were up on that Twisted Halloween CD a couple weeks back. Well, they're back with a new single called Asylum. That's out on all DSPs right now. This single is the best HOK song that dropped this year. Out of the three, this one's my favorite. This is my favorite song out of any of the Halloween shit that they dropped this year from m and uh, twi- you know, Twisted, m and This song is fucking dope. I love the references to like Season of the Pumpkin, Latinum. Really dope. ROC. I think he produced all the HOK tracks. Killed the beat on here. Hectic Bones. They all come correct. It's super dope song. I love this. I bumped this. I had this on repeat like just... I looped it back like fucking 10 times today. But I was bumping it all weekend. HOK. If they could put some shit together like this and give us an EP or an album, man... I would really love to see a HOK project happen, but love to see a lot of shit happen. Where's that Venomous 5 project? You know? But they're fucking putting out albums out the ass. So those side projects are just kind of sitting on the back burner for now. But the new HOK is definitely a banger. I highly recommend it. Go peep that shit. Easily my favorite Halloween release from Twisted. You know, Twisted-related. And then we got the highly anticipated brand new album from Blaze Your Dead Homie. The old school fucking One Last G in the Hood. That just celebrated a birthday last week as well. But Blaze Your Dead Homie dropped his new album, Cadaver, this weekend. And it seems like I'm going to be in the minority again with this release. <laughs> I see a lot of love for Cadaver. A lot of fucking love. People, I didn't even have to make a separate post up on my social media. It's like, what do y'all think of the new Blaze album, Cadaver? Flame emojis or poop emojis? Everybody already let me know. Flame emojis. People love this shit, and I'm not feeling it. 16 songs, 48 minutes, definitely a full length. Features from ABK, Young Wicked, Lex, Boondocks, Madrox, Monoxide, Jelly Roll. Let's talk about what I I do like about the album, I guess. The very first song, I'm a G, which was a single for the album. Banging. Love the beat. It's super short, but great way to start out the album. And then from there, for me, it just it goes downhill from there. All the beats, the production just, it sounds like one long ass song to me. I don't know. But it's just, I don't know if it's the way it's mixed or whatever. It just sounds like one long ass song. It all sounds the same. They even switched up the beat for They Say with Jelly Roll. I prefer the original way better than this. I would have, I wish they would have kept the OG song rather than this new version of They Say with Jelly Roll. But there's, there's really not much on here that I was digging, unfortunately. Probably Blaze's weakest album. 
you know, just after I listened to it twice. I listened to a lot of fucking music this weekend, and I, I didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of music, but I listened to this album twice. And it was hard to get through that second time. I love Blaze. Blaze is that dude. One Less G's a classic. The EP, the self-titled EP, fucking Clockwork Gray, Cole Grundy. Uh, I'd say all of them shits is classics. But the new album just ain't for me. I ain't digging it. But I see a lot of people giving it love, so I'm in the minority for that one. Again, just not feeling it. The new the new Blaze is not it for me, dog. Not me. And then we got brand new single from Twisted Fright Fest single, if you will. You know, they just dropped their Halloween CD a couple weeks back. We talked about that. But we got the Fright Fest single all day, all night. Not feeling this song as well. A lot of the Halloween shit that Twisted did this year just wasn't hitting. Wasn't hitting for me. Besides that HOK Asylum tracks, fucking fire. It's an all day, all night song. Uh, haven't seen too much feedback for it. So I don't know what everybody else thinks about it. I'll probably make a post about it on my social medias. But for me personally, not digging it. I don't know. Don't know what to say. Other than, uh, you know, Twisted with the Halloween shit this year. I, and I ain't even with Twisted, really. It's a lot of Halloween stuff in general. In the past bunch of years, just... Hollow Wicked singles, um, you know, Fright Fest singles, other shit people put out to celebrate the Halloween season. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's Halloween themed or whatever. I don't fucking know, but just ain't for me. But All Day All Night is out now. And then we got another birthday. Speaking of Twisted. October 31st, 2000, Freak Show was released. Of course, we had the Freak Show experience. We're about to get to that in a minute, but let's talk about Freak Show, the album, a classic album from Twisted. Twisted was doing rock shit since 2000. So anybody complaining about Twisted doing rock shit 20 years later makes no sense to me. But I love this album. Favorite songs, Mutant X. Uh, I'm different, I'm alright, but there's really not a bad song on here. There's a couple weak moments, like Violent J's verse on Maniac Killer. Um, a couple other spots I can't think of off the top of my head, but goddamn, I love this album, man. Fritz and Twisted produced this whole thing 20 years, so happy birthday to The Freak Show. Such a fucking classic, iconic album. And speaking of Freak Show, let's get into the Freak Show experience. I wasn't able to watch it when it premiered Friday night. And for whatever reason, you had to wait 24 hours before the rebroadcast happened. Saturday night, 7 p.m. So that's what I did. Saturday night, it was like probably close to like 7.30 when I got to it. But first up, we had a shitload of commercials. Unnecessary. I was glad I was able to fast through, fast forward through it, but a lot of commercials. And then we had Drive-By, Blaze and ABK performing. And it was kind of like how Twisted and Blaze and ROC performed their sets at the NetFest special that they had uh, a little while back. And it was dope. Blaze and ABK, top tier performers. Their chemistry is fucking amazing. They dropped their For the OGs EP last year, Drive-By. Every time they drop a Drive-By project, except for that first one, it's been fucking fire. So, but they performed a lot of shit off. One Less G, Hatchet Warrior, Dirty History, fucking, you know, Shotgun, Fudang, the OG Fudang. Really dope. So the drive-by performance was really dope. 
uh, to watch. And then we had the actual freak show experience with Twisted. We talked about it. It was filmed in a haunted house. And it's a music video for every song. But was it really music videos for every song? I'd say no. It was more like they went to a haunted house. And the way it was filmed, it looked like a live performance. You know, there's no... You know, once they were in whatever spot that they were in, that was the spot. You know, there was no cut scenes like you would expect from a music video. So to say it was a music video is kind of misleading. It's more like a performance, but you're just lip singing the songs. The way it was filmed, it, it reminded me of like the way they did, the way they do like the BET ciphers where they go to a location and then dudes is just rapping on a beat. It would have been much better if they would have been performing the songs live at these locations because it would have made more sense them just being in the same room together, doing the thing. And, you know, it, it was cool because it's Freak Show, so you get to listen to Freak Show, which is such a classic album, like I just said. But... To say it was music videos is kind of misleading because it really wasn't. It's like a live lip singing performance. They did had they did keep the OG We Don't Die video, which I thought was the right thing to do. Instead of making a new video for We Don't Die, you know, ICP wasn't cut from the video, anything like that. There were a lot of edits, as you would expect, during the performance, like cutting out ICP's parts. Three Six Mafia's parts. So, and, you know, it, it did work for a couple videos where it kind of looked like a music video. Like, I'm All Right, I thought looked pretty cool. And there was a couple others I can't really remember off the top of my head. But, like, Fuck on the First Date was, like, bad. Like, I don't even know how that made it past the cutting room floor. Wasn't good at all. It looked terrible. It just wasn't good. And then another thing that bothered me was during Fall Apart, which is one of the hardest songs on Freak Show. It was Jamie Madrox laughing during the part where he's, I fall apart, screaming. And he's like laughing doing that part, smiling. And it just like killed the vibe. Yeah, you're you're having fun doing the shit, but like you got to act the part when you're doing the shit. I don't know. Like I said, I posted on Twitter, the Freak Show experience was cool, but corny. And was it worth the 13 bucks? Nah. It's kind of disappointing, I'll be honest. The best part about the whole thing was the drive-by performance, in my opinion. And it just would have been better if they performed the songs live in these locations. Set up a microphone. I, you know, I, I, I don't know what shit cost, what it would have been production-wise, whatever. But if you're going to do that, take that extra step and perform them shits live. It would have been a fucking million times better, and I would have had nothing bad to say about the performance. But because it was build, built up to, to be as music videos, but it was like DIY you know, home video style. I don't know. It was kind of a disappointment, to be honest. And I don't know if it was worth 13 bucks, but it was only 13 bucks. Didn't break the bank. And yeah. And one more thing I want to talk about twisted. I don't have a graphic for it, but we talked about it. The name of the next album. I said revulsion. Because it was R-E-V-U. Well, Monoxide did a live stream. And he said, hey, they switched up the spelling of the album last minute. So the whole fucking thing don't even make sense. So he just gave us the name of the album. That's dropping this month on Black Friday. The name of the album is Revelation. So Revelation is the rap album. Dropping from Twisted Black Friday in November. No pre-orders yet. I thought the pre-orders would have been up this weekend. 
know, that's what I was speculating to myself. I don't think I posted about it anywhere. But uh, that was of note. Revelation is the name of the next Twisted album. Dropping Black Friday. And then during the Freak Show experience during the commercials, we got an advertisement for Attack of the Ninjas. Attack of the Ninjas is going down. Streaming live December 30th, 2020. It's a Wednesday night. More info coming soon. Ring in in the new year with the Magic Ninja family. An exclusive digital concert experience. Sound talent group. Same shit that did the Freak Show experience. That's doing the Boondocks Friday the 13th this month. So this is a digital concert experience. All right. I'm not expecting homemade music videos in a haunted house. Lip singing songs. This is going to be an actual live performance from what it, you know, this flyer. This is what it sounds like. Live performances, probably in the same vein as the drive-by performance and maybe like the Net, uh, the NetFest shit that they did earlier this year. So we got more digital concerts fucking heading our way. Attack of the Ninjas in December. I'll peep that shit, especially if it's going to be billed as a live performance. I'm here for the live performance. Unless if you're going to do music videos, make them music videos. All right, and that's that that's it for fucking Magic Ninja shit. Whole lot of shit for Magic Ninja. Ninja this week, Magic Ninja killed it all fucking 2020, still killing it. New Twisted album, Black Friday. Monoxide also said it was like what, the best rap album of the last fucking 10 years or some shit? Come on, son. Come on, son. I can name a handful of albums in the last 10 years. You got Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. I'll just say that. That's like probably my favorite album, at least in the last five years, maybe 10 years. Nip- Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap, better than that? I'm not denying that it's going to be dope, but say it's the best rap album? I don't know about that. But let's get into some more announcements. Low-key, Mission Infect General, The Eyes of Parasuva, the new album from Low-key, dropping November 27th, the fourth Oracle from Low-key. He dropped the third one earlier this year. The album cover is fucking devastating, as is with all of Low-key shit. I don't know if he designs it himself or what, but this dude kills uh kills the album covers. And this is the follow-up to The Blood of Izu, The Eyes of Parasuva, dropping November 27th, 2020. I'm hyped for this. Low-key is that dude. I've been bumping dude for close to 15 years now. And the way he evolves with his music is super dope. So I'm really hyped to check out The Eyes of Parasuva from Low-key. Gruesome, also of Mission Infect, dropped a new EP with his homie J-Dog, Chilling Transmissions on Halloween. It's a brand new EP. I think it's three songs, maybe four. I did look it up. Didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but I fucking love Gruesome. Excuse me. I love Gruesome. Been listening to him for close to 15 years at this point as well. Mad underrated, mad slept on in the underground, if you ask me. And I'm going to peep this, but it's out there now. I don't think it's up on all digitals yet. I believe it's up on his Bandcamp or SoundCloud, from what I remember. But if you go to any of his um, social media pages, you'll see it. Gruesome and J-Dog. Chilling transmissions out now. More Halloween music. From the homie Badmind. He's keeping the theme going every year. We got 10-31-20 this year. You know, last year was 10-31-19. 18 the year before that. This is a single from him. This ain't on no boom bap shit. It's on some like dark trap shit. And this song is fire. Badmind's production. 
He's one of the illest in the underground right now, killing it. He did shit for Ala Zuli Lu. He's he did projects with him and Jay Reno. Um Jay Hex project. Bad mind. I've been listening to this dude damn near 15 years as well. Dope track up on all digitals now. If you ain't peeped it, peep that shit. And then we got Labyrinth. He did some shit with Jay Reno. He did a project with him last year when Jay Reno was doing all these collab EPs. But we got um, the new single from Labyrinth, Return of the Lonely One featuring Zoja West. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Haven't got a chance to peep this, but I figured um, I'd talk about it. Halloween single. We're covering all Halloween shits this year. So Labyrinth is out on all digital service providers right now. So go peep that. And then we got brand new Jaron Benton. Dude's been dropping singles all 2020. And he's back with Andre 3K, his brand new single. This song is fucking dope. Dude is killing it with these singles. All 2020. Will he put them all on an album or whatever compilation, put it out as together? I have a playlist going every time he drops um, a brand new song. It just goes right into that playlist. And this shit's dope. Andre 3Ks. You know, you look at the cover art, you got the AT Alien shit. Southern Player Cadillac, uh, Southern Playalistic Cadillac references, uh, Equemini, all that shit. So, peep that new Jaron Benton. The artwork is dope. Nice little homage to Outcast, you know, legendary Outcast. And he kills it. Dope beat, dope rhymes from uh, Jaron Benton. And then we got the brand new fucking EP from Project Born, Born Dead 4. It's an actual EP. It's not an album like we or I had talked about before. But Born Dead 4 is an EP. It's the last part of the Born Dead series. I saw Project Born say that on their social media. Six songs, 21 minutes. Bootleg of Dayton Family is the only feature on this project. I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet. I still haven't even listened to Born Dead 3, and I heard that's a fucking great album. But I thought, fuck it, Project Born is the shit. I fuck with Project Born, even if I don't check out their (laughs) new music. But Born Dead 4, the EP, is out now on all DSPs. Keeping it psychopathic family-related DJ Clay. He's doing his own thing now. Under Armed Robbery Entertainment, but he dropped a Halloween single this year. Bag Snatchers featuring Jason the Sin God. This track is dope. I don't know who did the beat, but I do know that DJ Clay and Jason the Sin God killed it on here. And it's a dope Halloween track. I dig the the cover art, the building on fire. That's what they do. Devil's Night in Detroit. They just set houses on fire. You know, the legendary fucking stories from Detroit. And that single's out right now as well. Peep that. It's a banger. I listened to it once, I think maybe twice, but definitely once. And I was digging it when I listened to it. So go peep that shit. Low-key drop in November. Gruesome dropped a new EP. Bad Minds new singles fire. New Labyrinth. New Jaron Band, new Project Born, DJ Clay. God damn. We still got a whole bunch more releases. But first, let's wrap up the House Party Peep Show. ICP's House Party Peep Show going down or went down throughout the month of October for $66.50. You got three streams a week and they've been killing it. There was a few episodes... Where it was eh, it was just okay, nothing special. But goddamn, they went out with a fucking bang this week. First up, last Monday, was the Oddcast podcast. And they was talking top five freshness. This was a fun episode to watch. 
they were just doing their top five. There was like top five hottest celebrities, whatever, right now. They did top five ICP songs, which was kind of crazy. Shaggy didn't even do a top five. He's like, there's so many fucking songs I could pick from. It's too hard. So he didn't do it. Uh, Jump Steady did it. I didn't make note of what songs they are. I know the shit's being uploaded to YouTube, so you can go peep it there. Um, but I know Jump Steady had some shit from like Eye of the Storm, The Tempest. It was just a, a lot of new shit. It was kind of weird. And then Violent J, I want to say the only old school song that he had was like Shaggy Two Dope's Fuck Off from the original EP, which is a classic song. But it was a dope. It was, it's just fun watching ICP and Jump Steady just bounce off each other, you know, just kicking it, talking. It was a fun episode to watch. Top 5 Freshness, that went down Monday. And then Wild Wednesdays was You Produce ICP. And this was the chat. They had a poll in the chat. I didn't even get to watch this live because they started so fucking late. It was a work night. Really hard to stay up that late and watch the whole thing. So I caught the replay of it. Basically, the chat produces three songs for ICP. They pick the beat. They pick what kind of flows they're going to use on the song. Um, and extra little freshness to be added to the track. So the three tracks that they came up with during the You Produce ICP segment. The first song... The Blob. It's going to be about The Blob. It's an ICP song produced by Devereaux. Dope. Devereaux's that dude. Devereaux's killing it right now. So dope to see him making the moves he's making right now. Song number two, My Forehead. All about Violent J's Forehead. Another ICP track. And this one's going to be with Ouija Mac. I don't know if it's Ouija Mac on the chorus or doing a verse i don't remember i didn't specify in my notes but it's my forehead with ouija mac produced by mikey clark fucking dope and then we got the last song cartoon goon produced by shaggy the airhead so those are the three songs that we're going to be receiving in our gift bag whenever the fuck they send it out you know they got to record these songs so I'd be surprised if we get these these shits before Yum Yum Bedlam drops. But it's pretty dope. The Blob produced by Devereaux. My Forehead produced by Mikey Clark. And Cartoon Goon produced by Shaggy the Airhead. They had beats by, you know, other beats by um, Seven. That you know who produces a lot of strange music shit. Twisted shit. He did some shit on The Marvelous Missing Link. And I think Fearless Fred Fury. Straight Jacket had some beats. Mike P had a beat in there. And, you know, it, it was a fun watch. Watching them kind of kind of put together the direction of a song. You know, you didn't get to see them record it or anything. But you get to see them pick out the concept, the flows for the song, how they're going to be rapping. And extra fucking freshness that they're going to be adding to the tracks. I enjoyed that show. It was really dope. So the You Produce ICP shit was cool. It just went on way too fucking late. My main complaint about this whole House Party Peep show is how fucking late they were <laughs> to every stream. But you can go back and rewatch it. No big deal. It just it would be better to watch it live. But it's just hard when you work, you know, and you got to fucking wake up mad early in the morning. And then, of course, Saturday night, we had the Hollow Wicked show, the acoustic set from ICP with special guests, Ouija Mac and Big Hoodoo, Halloween night, the Halloween acoustic show. Again, it was delayed by damn near a fucking hour, which worked out for me because I was watching the the freak show experience and right when i finished watching the freak show experience like right when i'm all right was over the fucking hollow wicked stream went live so i just switched it um 
to the Halloween, the Hollowicked stream, and it was dope. Clownvis was the host. Clownvis is very fucking cringeworthy, but fun at the same time. You know, it, it's cool, but kind of cringy. Um, then you had uh, a local opener who was like doing like cover songs of like Britney Spears and shit. Whack. Thumbs down. Didn't enjoy that. I was kind of worried that we were going to get a shitload of opening acts like how they do like when they regularly tour. I'm thankful that that dude was the only dude. I don't even remember his name, but thankful that he was the only one opening up. And then we had Big Hoodoo. Big Hoodoo came out, did his Hoodoo thing. They had technical difficulties, of course, which they pretty much ran into with every single stream this month. But they've always worked around it. And Hoodoo did his thing. Every time I see Hoodoo live, he just does his thing. And, you know, people dig it. I'm not the biggest big Hoodoo fan, but it was dope to see him kicking his shit, kicking his new songs and whatnot. And then you had fucking Ouija Mac. Then Ouija Mac came out after Hoodoo, kicked it for about a half hour maybe. And this dude's one of my favorites right now. You know, broken record, keep saying it. Dude is super dope. Dude puts on an awesome fucking performance. I legit thought there was going to be a fucking mosh pit in Violent J's living room. Like, at one point, the whole crowd was standing up. And the way they had their fucking cameras set up, you couldn't even see Ouija Mac. You know, he's a short dude anyway. But (laughs) he was killing it, as Ouija Mac always does with his live performances. I thought we were going to have a Corona mosh pit in Violent J's living room. We didn't, but motherfuckers was getting hype. They even had him do an encore at the end, chanting one more song, one more song. Um, He premiered a brand new song, played it live, presumably off Wasteland. And, you know, Wasteland drops this Friday. Fucking dope. He also dropped a brand new single off Wasteland this Friday with the video. I didn't listen to it. I didn't watch the video. At this point, I'm just waiting for the Wasteland album to drop. I'm mad hyped for it. I can't fucking wait for that third element from Ouija Mac. Dude's been killing it all 2020. His performance at Hollow Wicked. Two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert style. But fucking shit was dope, man. Really dope. And then, of course, we had the fucking clowns. ICP, Violent J, Shaggy 2 Dope. Look at this fucking image right here. They came out. Dressed as the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, the Legion of fucking Doom. Call them what you want. But this was super dope. I I don't even know why I didn't take into consideration of them dressing up as something for Hollow Wicked. I'm pretty sure they do it at all the Hollow Wicked's. I've never been to a Hollow Wicked. You know, this was my, you know, technically my first Hollow Wicked would it is a Hollow Wicked, so I guess it is my first Hollow Wicked, but um, yeah, they dressed up as the Legion of Doom. Violent J with the fucking, as Animal with the Mohawk and the Sidehawks. Shaggy as Hawk. Shit was dope. They got the JCW World Tag Team Championship belts. It was really cool seeing them come out dressed up as the Road Warriors, of course, you know. Still hiding their face, painting their face somewhat. But it was really dope. And let's talk about the fucking acoustic performance, right? I seen clips of it before when they did, I think it was South by Southwest. Was it two years ago? Right before Fearless Fred Fury dropped or right after? They did an acoustic performance and I saw some clips of it. You know, the classic shaggy reading off the phone because he couldn't remember the lyrics this time they set up a music stand for shaggy and had the lyrics printed out on a paper so he wouldn't forget his shit i even think he even talked about forgetting his shit i saw him reading from uh the notes a couple times but acoustic icp is fucking dope you know they had razor ray on the acoustic guitar who's done a lot of shit with ICP in the past for guitar work and whatnot. 
Uh, DJ Clay was there on the ones and twos as well. But the acoustic performance, man, I'm a fan of it. I'm here for the ICP acoustics. Unfortunately, I fell asleep maybe halfway through the performance. The shit was mad fucking late. You know, the, the whole Hollow Wicked ended at like two in the morning. You know, the clocks went back at one point, so it was technically one o'clock. But I remember looking at the clock, it was like 158. And I was like, I, I had just woken up. And I looked at the clock a few minutes later and it was one o'clock. I was like, oh shit, the clocks went back. So I'm going to have to go back and watch. I'm definitely going to watch the replay of this because I, I, I feel like I caught the majority of it, but I did fucking nod off for a few minutes there. But it's really dope. I saw them perform Southwest Strangler, which I actually liked the acoustic version better than the OG. It sounded really dope. They performed uh, Dead Body Man. I think Dead Pumpkins. I'm trying to remember. Serial Killer was the final song when they revealed Yum Yum Flower, which we'll get into in a minute. But ICP Acoustics, I'm all for it. I want that acoustic CD that they were supposed to drop the live acoustic album, I'd bump the fuck out of that. But I'm definitely going to go back and bump this on the replay because it's definitely worth a listen. Fucking entertaining as hell. I'm here for it. But let's get into it. Yum Yum Flower Revealed. Right before the last song of the night, which was If I Was a Serial Killer, they revealed Yum Yum Flower and there it is, and it's all its splendid glory. I'm all I'm sure you've fucking seen it already. It was spammed everywhere the fucking second it was revealed that night. I know I posted it up right away. But here it is. Yum yum flower. Violent J said, take a good look at it right now, because the image could change. And he said that they've done that before where the image could change. So study it and see how it could possibly change. So you got that. I, you know, looking at it right now, how could it change? You know, because he said if you get too close to the yum yum flower, because it's based on loyalty. And if you betray the loyalty or whatever, it'll bite your fucking head off. The way the face is, the way the zigzags and the lines go. Maybe it's like a Venus fucking flytrap flower. The fucking face opens up and there's fucking teeth behind that fucking pretty face of that Joker's card and rips your fucking face off. Because if you remember, was it the Mighty Death Pop? When you bought the Mighty Death Pop on CD, it came with that holographic image where it was the Mighty Death Pop and then it fucking exploded. I don't think they did anything with Fearless Fred Fury like that, but if I had to guess... That's going to be my speculation. The zigzags on the face, that shit's going to open up and there's going to be a mouth in there or teeth behind that and it's going to eat your fucking face. But let's talk about how it looks. This is the fifth card of deck two. Yum Yum Flower is the name of the Joker's card. The name of the album is Yum Yum Bedlam. You can see right there coming out of the vase, the Hatchet Man vase, you got the seeds of Yum Yum. Finally, Jay, we talked about it. The three EPs that'll follow Yum Yum Bedlam, Yum Yum Flower. There they are right there popping out of the vase with the flower. You know, this is the first female card. So presumably her spawn right there. Fucking dope. Love the way that looks. I love the purple and green. And I'm just going to be honest. The way this Joker's card looks from the first second they revealed it i was like this is fucking dope this is the best looking joker's card of the second deck and fearless fred fury is a really good looking joker's card too it was the same thoughts i had when i first saw fred fury but here we got yum yum flower and this thing looks cool as hell man it really does i don't give a fuck what anybody says it seems like a lot of people are digging it which I get because it does look dope. There's a few people that don't dig it, but 
is what it is. You know, the whole second deck. It's just the whole second deck in general is weird. But it is what it is at this point. I've kind of embraced it. So I've moved on beyond the fucking, uh, the first six, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that first six can never be touched. Never will be touched, whatever. It's just in a class of its own. So I'm just taking this second deck in for what it is. I kind of look at it as like the first six are like, instead of the first, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you got the first six of the dark carnival. And then all these other Joker cards is the fucking army behind it, you know? And Yum Yum Bedlam looks fucking fresh as hell. The first single, eh, not that good. Ding Ding Doll. Same with Fred Fury. Same with every first single. We've talked about that before. But the way this thing looks is super fresh. Shaggy 2 Dope killed the fucking drawing for this. Because we all know Shaggy does all the drawings for the Joker's cards. Jay gives them the ideas. And Shaggy draws it out. I'm really digging the way this thing looks. I'm hyped for it. Christmas Day. I hope it comes out. It's, you know, we got the image. We got music from the actual album so it's definitely possible that the album could drop but i wouldn't be surprised if it fucking gets delayed but the way this fucking thing looks man really dope not mad at it at all i fucking love the way that shit looks man yum yum flower the fifth joker's card of the second deck definitely killed it in my opinion love the way that shit looks and we still got more ICP to talk about. They dropped a new single. I don't know if this is the Hollow Wicked single or not. I thought the Hollow Wicked single was named something else. I could be wrong. But we did get a new single. And I'm just going to assume this is the Halloween single. It's called Mr. Nothing Man. It's up on all DSPs right now. iTunes, Spotify, all that. I bumped it once. And I'll probably never listen to it again. It is not that good. Another disappointing song from ICP. So we got Yum Yum Flower. The image revealed. Looks dope. I'm hyped for the way it looks. I'm hyped for the new era of the Joker's cards. And I'm glad that they're dropping one so fast. I've been calling for it during this whole fucking 2020 Corona shutdown. But... We got Ding Ding Doll, the first single off the album. It's not it, dog. This new single, which I'm assuming is a Hollow, Hollow Wicked single and not off uh, Yum Yum Bedlam, Mr. Nothing Man, is not it. Not for me. Not feeling either one of these songs. So the image could look dope as fuck, but the most important part of the Joker's card is the actual music itself. And the music we've got so far is not hitting. Not hitting for me. It seems like people aren't digging this one as much as Ding Ding Doll, but Ding Ding Doll was kind of 50-50 as well. So I'm not really surprised by the reaction of it. And it's, it's kind of disappointing that we haven't got any good music yet. From ICP. Granted, there's still a whole nother album. Probably going to be 17 songs on the album, right? That's what they usually do. 16, 17, some shit. So there's still a whole gang of other songs we haven't heard yet. But what we've heard so far, in my opinion, hasn't been good. I love the image of the Joker's card. Let's look at it one more fucking time. Gotta find it. There it is. Love the purple and green. I love the fact that it's a female. And I like that you got the seeds of yum yum right there. And keeping it with ICP. Another fucking birthday. Oh shit, it's your birthday. Bizarre, bizarre. We got right here the images. Classic albums from ICP. Celebrated its 20th birthday on Halloween. October 31st, 2000. This album dropped along with Freak Show. So it was like Juggalo Christmas on Halloween back in 2000. 
I remember and super dope. So happy birthday to Bizarre Bizarre. And if you want to know my thoughts on Bizarre Bizarre, go peep the brand new documentary up on the Fago Lovers YouTube channel right now, put together by the good homie Brandon Ward, also known as Joker's Gallery or of Joker's Gallery. It's 20 and 20, bizarre, a bizarre history. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Been super busy with other musics, music uh, releases, uh, the Freak Show release, Freak Show experience, Hollow Wicked, all that. But I'm definitely going to peep that. And your boy is a part of this new 20 and 20. So shout out, big shout outs to Joker's Gallery for having me be a part of this. Dude shows much love. I got to show love back. Thank you for having me be a part of this. Super dope. I'm definitely looking forward to watching this. And the all fucking, let's talk about this all-star lineup we got up in this motherfucker as well. That he got Mike Sears, Speaky Clout, another good homie of mine. Shout out to him. Robbie of Twisted History, another fucking homie. Shout out. Evelyn Bloom. Shout out to Evelyn Bloom, homie. She's the homie as well. Echo Side Fiend. Echo Side Fiend is that dude. I dig his content up on YouTube. DC Fago Guy, the fucking homie. Um, Beastmaster, the fucking homie as well of Carnival Spirits. And you got The Creeper. I, you know, shout out to The Creeper. I fucking interact with Creeper up on Twitter, I believe, a lot. Suicide, shout out to Suicide and Rob Murphy. So go peep this 20 and 20, a bizarre history. All star lineup. Can't wait to see how uh, Joker's Gallery breaks down the history of the Bizarre Bizarre albums. Classics, in my opinion. They weren't well-received when they first came out, but I fucking loved them right from the jump. Still love them to this day. Both them shits go hard. Love it. And shit. You want to stick around for a few more minutes? Talk about uh, some more new music that dropped this weekend? Well, fuck it. Let's get into it. Mad Child. He announced his new EP. The Little Monster is dropping. I don't have a release date. Fuck. But. uh, Yeah, I don't have a fucking release date for it. But it is dropping soon. And it doesn't look like it's on Suburb. Excuse me, a Suburban Noise Records. If you look at the track list right here, he also posted it. He started a new new record label, OMG Records, One Man Gang. So that's the new um, record label. I thought he was a part of the Suburban Noise reboot, but it's not looking like it. It's looking like he's doing his own fucking thing now. And the cover art says EP, but it's 13 songs now that I'm looking at it. Um, Mad Child has, I, 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 I dig, I like Mad Child. I fuck with Swollen Members Heavy. I've been listening to Mad Child for like 20 years now since the Bad Dreams album from Swollen Members. So I'll probably peep this when it drops. He's got production on here from Sea Lance, of course. He's been fucking with Sea Lance. Um, a lot of production from Knight Rider. I don't know who that is. Uh, a lot of the records are mixed by Rob the Viking of swollen members as well so i'll be peeping this shit when it drops but that new album is coming soon he did drop the first single off the album the first single is silver surfer produced by sea lance i checked this single out i bumped it two or three times this single's dope i like the direction that he's going with for the album i didn't like the project that he dropped earlier this year with that other dude, I won't even fucking say his name, not a fan, think dude's a cornball, but I like Mad Child, so I'll peep out this little monster EP when it does drop, and I'll get a, rele- I'll get a release date for you once there's more news on it, so my bad for that, not having a release date, and then we got a brand new album from Atmosphere, the day before Halloween, it dropped the day before Halloween. Slug and Ant. Slug is the MC. Ant is the producer. 
didn't get a chance to listen to this one yet, but the new atmosphere is out now digitally, hard copies as well. Rhymesayers Entertainment stays killing it, been killing it for 20 plus years at this point. So new atmosphere is out. And then we got the new Mayday EP. This was unannounced. It was like a surprise release, but we got another EP from the upcoming album. This one is entitled, I'm just going to call it 058 Hours. 058, 00, colon, 58. So that's out right now. And that was the only release from Strange Music this week. I kind of was expecting more music from Strange Music, but they're not really into the wicked shit. So the Halloween theme shit really ain't ain't their style, but hey, it's Halloween. Give us some treats. But we did get a new Mayday EP. Haven't peeped that. Um, and then we got, this is the last one of the week. We got a brand new single from the Underground Hustling uh, CEO, fucking the leader of the UGH series. The longest underground mixtape running. Intrinsic. He dropped. They're coming to take me away. Produced by Stir Crazy. Who also fucks with underground hustling a lot. Shout out to Intrinsic and Stir Crazy. I fuck with Intrinsic. Dude's dope. I've been following him as well for damn near. Probably over 15 years at this point. First time I heard of him was uh, on the Mirror Mirror tour. With Twisted. So his new single, They're Coming to Take Me Away, is out now everywhere. And goddamn, what a fucking week this was. All the freshness that we got this week. The Freak Show Experience, Hollow Wicked, all the new music. I highly recommend you go check that Ill Bill. That album is fucking fire. The new Jaron Benton single is dope. Low-key's artwork looks fresh. That new H.O.K. Asylum song is fucking dope. The Freak Show experience was eh. The House Party Peep Show was definitely worth that $66.50. And they're going to be doing a month-long stream. Month-long month-long stream in December for Big Ballers. I'm looking forward to that. I forgot to talk about that, but I got it covered right there. And I appreciate everybody that fucking tunes in. The intro music is running out, but I'm Ron Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. Until next time, I'm out. Peace. Peace.